Hello, Alan Parsons Project fans. Welcome back to the official Alan Parsons Project Fans Podcast here with Mike and Mark. I'm your host, Mike McClure, along here with my co-host, a.k.a. Dear Old Dad, Mark McClure. How's it going, America, and our friends across the pond? How's it going? Episode 2. Yeah, baby. Hey, we are a father-son duo talking everything and anything related to the Alan Parsons Project. Alan Parsons himself... Eric Wolfson, the Project Rhythm Section members, and anything else related to the Alan Parsons Project. The email for the podcast, if you want to reach out to us, is appfans2020 at gmail.com. That's appfans2020, that's all one word, at gmail.com. appfans2020 at gmail.com. Now, so... We're back. Episode two. Yes, we are. And we have emails uh, that came through. We do. And uh, so like we said in our first episode, um, we're going to break down every single Alan Parsons Project album one by one, an episode at a time, and tell you our three favorite songs from the album and our favorite guitar solo. So the first album that we're going to talk about today is... Tales, Mystery, and Imagination, Edgar Allan Poe, which was originally... Originally released on May 1st, 1976. But first, like Mark said, uh, emails. So, last episode we told you how we became diehard fans of the Alan Parsons Project. And we asked some of you to email us and to tell us your story on how you became a diehard Alan Parsons Project fan. So, Neil writes in, um, he says, I became an APP fan accidentally. In that, I was a young kid in the 70s. I heard songs like I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You, Games People Play, etc. I was also a fan of uh, Year of the Cat, Dark Side of the Moon, and I even liked a few Ambrosia songs. It wasn't until 1983 when a friend brought over this thing called a CD player with a copy of Ammonia Avenue on CD. I was blown away. Then I realized later there was a common theme to that sound, that I was naturally attracted to, and it was Alan's influence in production. From that moment forward, I wanted to be a music producer, and I very closely followed all of Alan's work from that point on. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, thanks, Neil, for emailing us. Appreciate that. So, today's episode is Tales, Mystery, and Imagination, which was originally released in uh, on May 1st, 1976, and it's been released... Several more times after that, right? Yep, that's exactly right. 76, and they had a re-release of 87 and had some uh, guitar solos added to that. And then, of course, now uh, here recently, the 40th anniversary Ooh. release. Now, which which song did they just... Was it just the Raven they added a guitar solo to? No, there was a Telltale Heart. Oh, I did not know that. Um, Is that the, uh, just those two, or... Eh, we don't have to sit and think I about it. I believe so. Uh, okay. I'd have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Our three favorite songs from the album. You know what? We'll go ahead and start with you. What are your three favorite songs from Tales, Mystery, and Imagination? Well, it always started out with uh, Dream Within a Dream, followed by The Raven and Telltale Heart. And mm. the reason why I say that is because even though they added Orson Welles' narration, beautiful narration in 1987... Basically, from the first uh, note from you hear from uh, Dream Within a Dream until the scream of Arthur Brown's vocals at the end of Telltale Heart just puts shivers up my spine, dude. Oh, yeah? 
Wow, love it, love it. So, um, remind me. So, so I'm I'm not an Alan Parsons Project Wizard like like you. I mean, I'm a huge fan, obviously, and I you know grew up listening to Alan Parsons. I mean, if you guys listen to the first episode, um, I told you my uh, my uh, Alan Parsons Project story, but I I didn't realize un- until just when you said it that Orson Welles' voice wasn't added until the '87 re-release. Uh, that is correct. He was supposed to be commissioned back in the day uh, to the original release to the initial release. Okay. However, the tape got to the record company at a later date after everything was all recorded, put together. Oh, that's right. You know, I remember. You know, I remember reading that in the um, and and it, and it was a great tribute to Orson Welles as well because Orson Welles just he passed away in eighty five and then they re re released in eighty seven. Yep. It was just. Uh, and it's still here. I'm mean, a lot of times I'll hear Orson Welles' voice on a particular, uh, even when he's narrating something else or even on the Parson stuff, it gives you shivers up your spine because he's got a very unique, beautiful storytelling voice. That man is probably one of the greatest, uh, voiceover artists in American history. Or is he American? I don't remember. Yes, he's, he's American. Um, he, was, now you got to remember he was twenty six years old when he did Citizen Kane, which is another oh, wow. one, of the, one of the greatest movies done of all time. Okay, uh, a lot of, um, lot of uh, producers, uh, directors uh, commissioned a lot of times of his voice because it's very unique. Uh, he did the uh, voiceover on the radio program uh, War of the Worlds, and oh, got a lot of believers thinking that Mars was invading Earth, and he, that's how. Believable the man was, and later on, I guess two million people they were really scared that exactly they okay, thought his Mars, voice was so his voice was so convincing he was playing this so, radio broadcaster that that Earth was being invaded because oh, wow, but a lot of people didn't I do hear. remember reading that Alan Parsons was I think it was Alan Parsons or Eric Wolfson said that 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 they were just infuriated that they never got a chance to meet him yeah so. All right, so my favorite, three favorite songs from Tales, Mystery, and Imagination are The Raven, obviously, the 1987 remix with, the, with that wicked guitar solo. Um, and my second is I, I just love Dr. Tar and Professor Feather. That's just one of my favorites, favorites from the album. That probably might be my favorite from the album altogether. Now, my third favorite song from the album, I, I don't know if this really even count, but I'm going to count it. Um, this song was previously unreleased from the album. It did not make the final cut when they originally produced this album back in 1975 or 76 when they were recording the album. The song was cut from the final copy. And now, for those you diehard fans out there, you know who I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the song that we're talking about is Edgar. Now, tell us why... Edgar didn't make the final cut. Why, why did they cut it out? Because it was supposed to be a single, right? Yeah, the single, uh, they had it uh, picked out, as the record company did, of course. Uh, however, the powers that be in England has censorship. And oh. the word goblin was, oh. uh, they felt that it was fear that would... Uh, too scary of a word? Too scary of a word for children, and it decided oh to omit it from the album. So... Uh, it's kind of funny because of all the things that that's that's just slide by censorship these days uh the word goblin of all words 
uh, was the reason why that song uh, was did not make the final cut. So, um, who was the lead vocalist on Edgar? Well, Eric Wilson used Jack Harris quite a bit for demos, and that definitely is Jack Harris singing. Uh, Jack Harris also did uh, vocals on the Pyramid album as well. Oh, uh, py- Pyromania, Pyromania, whatever you want to yes, call it? Yes, okay. uh, you're correct. Now, Jack Harris did the demo version to this song. Now, I'm wondering if they probably would have just... I don't know. It, it's really gut-wrenching that that song was was uh, cut from the album. Now, for those of you who have never heard the song, Edgar, you can pull up, pull it up on YouTube. Since probably many of you, many of you have probably not heard the song, Edgar, we are going to go ahead and uh, take a minute, and we are going to play that song for you right now. So, without further ado, previously unreleased song from Tales, Mystery, and Imagination. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Edgar. Wow. 
it's like I said, it's so gut wrenching that that song didn't make the final cut. What a song that is! I know it, it would have made big there, and it would have been oh, done well here man. too. Over the word goblin, yeah. Oh, well, man. even though Doctor Tom Professor Feather did well here, it's good. It's a good poppy hit, but I think Edgar, it is. Edgar would have done a lot better. Oh yeah, I'm I just sure. love that. Just that that. Sorry, <laughs> it's such a good tune, man. I, I oh, man, you know. So, um, so yeah, Doctor Tom, Professor Feather, The Raven, and Edgar are my three favorite songs. And Mark, your favorite songs were you said Dream Within a Dream, The Raven, and The Telltale Heart exactly. were your three favorite songs. Yes. All right, so guys, email us at appfans2020 at gmail.com. Guys, tell us your three favorite songs from the album. All right, now moving on to our favorite guitar solo. Now, typically, when we when we do these podcasts, Mark and I are going to have our own favorite uh, guitar solo, but there are going to be a few uh, songs where we agree that uh, we have a favorite guitar solo, or what our favorite guitar solo is. This one, obviously, is our favorite guitar solo, is the 1987 version of The Raven. And let me tell you, folks, that is uh, such a masterpiece of a guitar solo. So... The Raven, right? That's what you're sticking with? Yeah, that's what I'm sticking with. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, take a deep breath and listen to this masterpiece of a guitar solo. The Raven guitar solo. Check it out. Man, what a solo that is. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I always go near the spine, and again, that goes up my <laughs> spine, too. So, so the uh, man. Well, Ian Berenson, in my personal opinion, has always been an underrated guitar player of all times. That right now, uh, Alan, in current uh, live projects, uses a lot of what I call slash players. Uh, like Alistair Green, uh, currently Jeff Coleman. He used uh, Godfrey Townsend in the past. Uh, Ian Bernson's different guy. He's a, he's a smooth operator. He just his fingers just glide up and down. He's a typical jazz musician. You can tell it just by the way he plays. But it's just virtually just no effort. This man just uh, he's just an unbelievable guitar. Under, underrated guitar player of all time. The most crimi- criminally underrated guitar player um, of all time is definitely Ian Berenson. Um, now, a, a lot of his stuff, I know if you listen to... If, now, guys, um, you pull up YouTube or whatever kind of music app that you have. Uh, look, look, Or if you're just a Pilot fan, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're just a diehard Ian Berenson fan, you'll know what, what I'm talking about. You'll know where to find it, or you probably already have the stuff. But look up the song Trembling by Pilot, okay? Now, Pilot was a band that had that big song, uh, Magic, and um, I think that was the only, was that their only hit? I, I, that's the only one that I know of. But well, they I, had a song called January as well. Oh, too. did they? Okay. Not, not, as, not as big as those. Okay, because uh, I've been digging through some of their stuff, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm part of an Ian Berenson uh, fan group on Facebook, and some of these uh, 
uh, see some some posts of some of his other work. And so I started digging into some of this stuff from Pilot, and I was listen, listening to Penny in My Pocket, and I was like, man, what a good solo that is. And Trembling, Trembling has a very like David Gilmore-ish type of solo. And that song, oh, man. Well, Ian Berenson is the only guy, in my opinion, that can give David Gilmore red for his money. Uh, of course, you can ask my opinion. Now, let's not upset our Pink Floyd I, I know, fans. I know. <laughs> I, I'm a lover of Pink Floyd, too. Don't get me wrong. You just made my, a Pink Floyd well, fan very no, upset right now. No, I did it. not. I love my Gilmore. Gilmore, David Gilmore, if you're listening, I love you, man. <laughs> but I'm sorry, man, but Ian, Ian's right there with you. I'm oh, telling, yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, I mean, uh, okay, so it was Tales, Mystery, and Imagination was released on May 1st, 1976. And then when did it get, when did it get re-released the first time? Was it 87? Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, there was uh, things that... Uh, Alan wanted to incorporate back into the album that never got, especially with an iteration with uh, Orson, Welles. Orson Welles guitar solo. Uh, I also want to admit too that uh, Alan and Eric put a lot of money into this. I mean, uh, had the rhythm section of pilots, uh, most of the band members of Ambrosia. Okay. And a lot of good band members, a lot of good quality musicians were in this. Uh, a 200 piece orchestra, choir, a boys' choir, uh, just, just all kinds of. Uh, an array of talented musicians on this album. And, I mean, it's just a masterpiece. And Alan Parsons, was it Alan Parsons or Eric Wolfson said, I don't remember which one, but they said it's their favorite album, um, and it'll always be their favorite album that they I believe Alan's made the comment that even the original release, that he's partial to that because that was the start of the Alan Parsons project. Well, let's find the original quote here. Um... The Tales album is my favorite, concludes Parsons. So it was Alan Parsons. Uh-huh. Always always has been and always will be. It broke new territory all around. It had a great quality to it. Good songs, new ideas, worked conceptually. And for something that wasn't deliberately commercial, it did very well. Um, and that was quoted from uh, Classic Rock Magazine in uh, London, October 2006. And I, I uh, let's be honest with you, folks. I just pulled out the uh, the insert of the album and just you read. Cheated, read the, didn't read, you? I cheated. But well, uh, <laughs> well, let me go on and uh, give you a little bit of uh, thought on this as well. I have always thought when I first heard the album uh, from note one down to the last note of Two One in Paradise, or the narration of Leonard Whiting at the end there, uh, I always looked at the album as being a soundtrack. Without the movie. Okay. Because it just shows you right there that, like Alan just said in that uh, in, in that interp there, that it did well commercially. It could have done well, too, back mm-hmm. and, uh, if they'd done it Broadway back then. But this, that was a different time. And right now, with this being the 40th anniversary release, if you don't get it, get it while you can. Because I'm telling you. There's some really good stuff on here, and musically, sonically impeccable. I've, I, I, I don't know what else to to explain. It's just a masterpiece, just put together so brilliantly. I remember this. The, okay, I forgot. I forgot to tell you this. Um, well, I may. I, you know what? I did tell you because it was your. It was your album, well, your CD. Um, back in oh, good lord, I did have the eight track at one time. Oh, this is the <laughs> CD. Um, back in. 
1997, I believe it was, 1997-1998 area. My eighth grade teacher, this is my English class, and we were talking about... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we were talking about Edgar Allan Poe. We were talking about famous poets and short story writers and stuff and authors and all kinds of stuff, and Edgar Allan Poe came up. So I mentioned to my English teacher about this album that I have at home, which is basically like a soundtrack to Edgar Allan Poe's work. And she was intrigued. She's never heard of it before. This woman at the time was probably in her late 50s, early 60s at the time. I remember uh, bringing it to school and letting her borrow it. And then she had it for a couple of days, brought it back to class and said she was just really, really intrigued. She was really impressed. Um, she really loved uh, the Raven. She said the Raven was her favorite. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> Seems to be a lot of people's favorites. So, but um, she was really intrigued in how well put together it was. And she she said she was asking me where she could go buy. She's like, well, "Do you remember the store Barnes and Noble?" Oh yeah, they're still around. Are they not, still around? Yeah, no, but not, 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 as, not okay. as big as they were. Well, she was asking me, "Would would Barnes and Noble have something like this?" I'm like, "Probably." Yeah. And so she went out and bought the album herself because she was just so like. Wow, where has this been all my whole life, you know? So, yeah. Are there any stories about Tales, Mystery, and Imagination that you have? Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to mention it on the podcast. All right, so we told you our three favorite songs from the album. We told you our favorite guitar solo from the album. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Tales, Mystery, and Imagination? Anything else that some of our... You know, because you, I mean, you got your diehard fans, you got your fans, and then, but there are some things that, um, you know, anything else that you want to cover? Well, you just made the comment. I didn't know that it was you got involved in school with the uh, Edgar Allan Poe stuff. And I know that your sisters did when they went to school. Okay. Uh, basically, I burned a copy of the CD and have it because they were actually talking on Poe stories. And uh, your older your older sister ended up, I think, getting a good grade, I think, because she brought the CD in. <laughs> and she actually, the teacher actually played the whole CD, the entire oh, class. Really? Yes, the entire class. Wow. So, and that's... I, 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 don't, I don't know that. I mean, <laughs> wow. So... Well, they went to different school than you did, too, so... Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's true. All right, so, again, folks, our email for the podcast, appfans2020 at gmail.com. Shoot us an email for any questions, comments, or concerns. Tell us your favorite songs from the Tales, Mystery, and Imagination album. And tell us how you became a die-hard Alan Parsons Project fan. So, next podcast, what's on our next podcast? What album are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about these in order. Chronological order, what's the next one on the list? I, Robot. I, Robot, baby. So next podcast, tune in. We're going to be talking about I, Robot. Tell you our favorite, three favorite songs from the album and our favorite guitar solo. And I'm, I think I think we might also agree on the guitar solo on this album, too. But you're going to find out. So, again, to our friends across the pond, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. And, of course, our lovely friends here in America. Thanks again, fans, for listening, and y'all take care. Until next time, we'll see you later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.